Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're catching up with Crystal Springs 2023 Tomato. Queen. That's Miss Lindsay Willett. She was crowned a few weeks ago, and even though the festival was last week, she's still up to good talking about tomatoes. So, hey, Lindsay. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, first, congratulations on getting crowned the 2023 Tomato Queen. How cool is that? It is absolutely amazing. Thank you so very much. It's an absolute honor to be able to already be around my people and everything already. So it's been awesome. I know. Last week was y'all's big festival. So folks don't need to come to Crystal Springs looking for that this weekend. They'll have to wait another year. Did you have a good turnout? Was there a large crowd there? Oh, yes, ma'am, there was. And honestly, even though it was very hot, we had a great turnout and a great time, plenty of vendors. And we were honestly out there even longer than originally planned for. So we were having a blast. And I know you'll have that every year. You also have a tomato queen that gets crowned there in Crystal Springs. So what inspired you, Lindsay, to go for the crown? Well, honestly, it's just I've always loved serving people. That's my biggest thing. It's my heart's drive. I love being able to care for people and serve people. And this is honestly a great way for me to be able to get out in my community and meet all the people that I haven't been able to meet yet. Because I haven't been in Crystal Springs my whole life, but I have come to love this town as if it is my actual hometown. And I would never trade it for anything else because these people are so welcoming. And so this really just gave me a chance to be able to serve these people, get to know them, be able to represent them. And hopefully I'll be able to do that in a way that they are proud of for this whole year. Oh, I'm sure they will be, and proud of the work that you will do. Now, when we think of Crystal Springs, well, some of us may not think of tomatoes or, or even know necessarily where Crystal Springs is. So how did tomatoes become such a big part of the of Crystal, of Crystal Springs community? Well, it actually is because of Crystal Springs being the larger, the largest grower, canner, and distributor of tomatoes back in 1920s, I believe. And so because of that, we were given the title of Tomatopolis or Tomato Capital of the World. And so we've been able to continue to kind of hit on that. And even though we're not currently the largest distributor, we still get to be able to tell everybody about it. And we lean into that 
roots of our tomato growing history so much, and it is so much fun. It is so much fun, and uh, every year we get to talk about it and br- also bring light to the good things that are going on there in your community of Crystal Springs. Camp Kamasa comes to one as sort of many others. People should know about what's going on in Crystal Springs. So let's talk about the pageant, though, Lindsay. So is it set up like a traditional pageant to become the tomato queen, or are there any fun little, uh, I guess, quirks when it comes to tomato knowledge or maybe tomato cooking? I don't know. So <laughs> tell us about the pageant well when it first started it was a full multi-day pageant and kind of just celebrating harvesting the tomatoes and everything that was coming in but now it's more of an interview process because this has gone more from a pageant and just a beauty thing to being a community service office for the for the city and for the people and so Because of that, they have a little interview in the morning. We'll have a little brunch and we talk and they, the Chamber of Commerce then decides who they feel like is the person they want to represent the city for the year. And every year it changes, but it's an absolute honor to be able to serve in this position for the city. So what will you do during your reign as Crystal Springs Tomato Queen, Lindsay? Well, a lot of it, like I said, is mainly a a service office. So I'll be out helping with events throughout the city and throughout the year. I'll be out in the parades and helping make sure everything's going well and people are having fun. And I'll be attending ribbon cuttings and being a representative not only for the city but also for the Chamber of Commerce, Chamber of Commerce here in in town. And just being able to be out with people is a big part of it for me, for sure. Sounds like it's going to be a fun year. It's good. You're super excited. Now, you have to enjoy tomatoes. You can't be a tomato queen and not like tomatoes. So I know your your mom, I think, sent a wonderful recipe for tomato pie, which is Rhino's favorite way to eat tomatoes, past just fresh ones. Tell us about the tomato pie recipe. Is that who, who, where did it originate from? Well, the tomato pie I first was introduced to was actually from a church member of mine who brought it to a Sunday potluck, and definitely the best thing I'd ever had. It was absolutely amazing, and honestly, it made me like tomatoes even more, because now I'm over here growing my own tomatoes in our backyard and being able to eat those, eating them fresh sliced onto the sandwich, and the absolute best way to eat tomatoes is just eat them. It's just to eat them. I totally agree. A good old BLT or as a tomato pie, any way you do it, it's going to be, it's going to be delicious. So how many did you have them in? Um, are you doing containers? Are they in a garden? Do you know what kind of varieties you're growing, Lindsay? Yes, ma'am. We actually have a, a different setup for some of them. Majority of ours right now are in containers just because of the easier way of being able to move them and space and all that stuff. But we have, Heirloom Cherokee purple tomatoes that we are currently growing, as well as some Goliath tomatoes, which are very, very large, and I was not expecting them to be that big, as well as the world's smallest variety of cherry tomatoes called spoon tomatoes. What's your favorite to pick, or what's your favorite to watch grow? Oh, probably the Cherokee purple. Just it's a beautiful color when you cut it and when you grow, and it's so cool to see the difference between the heirloom and the hybrid plants. It's 
it's just so much fun to be able to get out there and do that work and actually see what it was like growing the tomatoes and kind of getting into that history of Crystal Springs. Which I think is good for us all to know that at one time, Crystal Springs, Mississippi was the Tomopolis, or still is, but tomato capital of the world. I think that's cool for us all to sort of know. And if we've never come out and made Crystal Springs a stop on our, you know, visit list or trip to do, what's fun to do there? Where's a good place to stop and eat, Lindsay, or stay? Or how would you tell someone to come and visit Crystal Springs? Well, if you're coming to Crystal Springs, we got plenty of Little shops that you can go to downtown. We've got boutiques pretty much everywhere. We've got a great pizza place here in town, just downtown, as well as some of the best burgers you're going to have at these, as well as we have a flea market that just recently opened up called the Heirloom, and has many different booths, so many different things you can find. And we also have different nutrition places like Refuel that, is absolutely amazing to go to get yourself an energy tea or a protein shake and get through the day just get that little boost that you need to be able to enjoy the beauty of crystal springs all all around you and one of my favorite fun facts about crystal springs Lindsay, is it's the home of camp camasa which is building a the first and only year-round fully handicapped accessible camp we've featured that several times here on good things and i know it's very close to um, being ready i hope i hope you are able to to be at that ribbon cutting as as the tomato queen. I don't know if it's this year or not, but I know it's coming up quick. It definitely is, and that would be an absolute honor to be able to be part of. I've been so glad to be able to already be part of that with helping with military appreciation dinners that they've been hosting for the military coming out to help build Camp Kamasa and being able to just see it as it's progressed in its process of being built. So what grade are you going into next year, Lindsay? I am actually going to be a senior. Oh, congratulations, girl. And I know you're headed out to to expand your service past Crystal Springs, I think maybe internationally next week. Where are you headed? Maybe not internationally. Oh, I don't honestly know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's fine. Your mom said you had a trip next week. I thought it was a service project, but I may have that that incorrect. Either way, girl, you have a year jam-packed full of festivities and events to do, and I think you're going to be great for the job. I appreciate your time here on Good Things, and congratulations again. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All righty. Nothing like, sounds like my kid. Nobody tells me anything. Where am I going, Mom? <laughs> They'll figure that part out. But either way, Lindsay Willett is on par to being a t- truly wonderful 2023 uh, tomato queen. And if you haven't checked out Crystal Springs, you definitely should. And if you haven't Googled Camp Kamasa, make that your to-do today. They are up to some really cool things for kids in our communities. But we've got a lot more for you to get out and do this weekend coming up next. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good Things 
many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today, we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And there's something great happening in downtown Hattiesburg this weekend. And joining us to tell us a little bit more is Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hey, how are you? Doing well. It is hot enough to be the 4th of July, so the weather (laughs) came through for your event this weekend, and it's the Star-Spangled Celebration on the River. I love that. So tell us about what's happening in Hattiesburg this weekend. Well, it's actually happening on Monday. Okay. Um, So July 3rd, um, it is our annual uh, fireworks celebration, and it's a joint effort between downtown Hattiesburg and Petal Chamber. And it's really put on by the city of Hattiesburg and the city of Petal um, and great sponsors like the First Bank and Coca-Cola help us make it happen. So it's going to be, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it, yeah, we've, the way the parks are set up, we've got Chain Park on Hattiesburg side of the Leaf River and we've got Petal River Park on the Petal side. So we do a dueling fireworks show. We've got live bands on both sides. Um, activities, food, kids' activities on both sides, so you can pick which park you want to go to, or you know, if you um, really want to brave the heat, you can walk between the two, just cross over the bridge. But um, yeah, lots of lots of great stuff, lots of good times. Um, the fireworks, the event starts at six p.m. Um, and you just show up, bring your lawn chair, bring a blanket, um, you know, whatever you want. We've got great food vendors on both sides, so you know, just. Bring your debit card or some cash, and you don't have to do anything else. Um, we've got a kid zone for kids on both sides with bounce houses and just stuff to keep the kids act, uh, active and, and out of your hair, right? <laughs> and we'll also have glow stuff available um, for purchase. We've got beer and Coke products and lots of water, obviously, Um and great music on both sides. Well, it sounds, like, what, what, what a cool way for two different communities, but yet the same one, right? Because you're all sort of centrally located together. Right. To split the fun and make it a big thing where, you know, you're on either side that's more convenient, or I guess, or close to you. But you're still yeah. enjoying kind of the same thing, the same party, celebrating the same um Fourth of July and fireworks. I will say with it being, you mentioned the battle of the fireworks. That's not individuals shooting fireworks across the river to each other, correct? That is oh, like no. formal fireworks safety yeah. kind of thing. Cause I, I could just, my mom, my mom, um, sort of meter went, <laughs> and then I'm sure someone else is listening. Andrea said sort of same thing. And then you're going to have folks like Rhino who's like, yes, like bring on the bottle rockets. This is my jam. So let's, yeah. no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, and, and we do say, you know, please bring your blankets and chairs, but do not bring your personal fireworks because they will not be allowed. Um, we've got a great fireworks company out of Tennessee that comes down and handles all of this for us. It's Pyro Shows. Um, and they are great and professional and high-level fireworks. You know, so, I mean, this is this is the kind of show that you're going to see at Disney and places like that. You know, and it's got music that it's that they're set to, so it kind of goes along with it. So um, it's it's a real experience, and it's if you've never seen a real professional fireworks show, this is your opportunity. I mean, it's ten minutes of just shock and awe and just a great time. So what, what I mean, it just gives me. 
chill bumps every year. What time does the actual fireworks start? Because that's also very important for, for parents. Some think it's going to be dusk, and then if it's not till midnight, now I'm mad. Not really. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fireworks go off at 9 o'clock prompt. Um, we've got music starts at 6 in, on, in, in both parks, and we'll just lead up to um, yeah, the mayors both speak just before the fireworks, and then they turn it over, and boom, there we go. Excuse me. um, Yeah, 9 o'clock, and it's a 10-minute fireworks show, and then we wrap it up and send everybody home to celebrate the rest of the July 4th holiday. Yes, go to bed. That's what you do after 9 o'clock fireworks (laughs) when you have children, um, Andrea. But if you're driving in or maybe you're not as familiar with the area, are there any parking tricks or tips or anything of that nature? So, uh, you know, I, I really would like to just get, send people to the website and the Facebook page. We've got some maps showing where parking is available because parking is limited in both parks. So you can park along Highway 40, um, was Highway 11, I think, <laughs> and uh, the Highway 42 bypass right up there. Um, but we've got three different parking lots around downtown that we've got shuttles and uh, Hub C Transit that will pick up and bring you to the park. Um, we will say handicap parking is really, if, you, if, if you're in a wheelchair or you're handicapped, plan to park on the Hattiesburg side or even at Ebenezer Baptist Church. Um, if it's much easier access on the pedal side, it's really not that conducive because it's more of a rustic uh, bike park. You know, um, there's, there's no paved sidewalks. And Hattiesburg side is paved sidewalks and very easy to get around. So um, give that a little plug as well but the website is starspangledevent.com and the facebook page is starspangled celebration um yeah, on, just on Facebook. That's really that. cool. And you got two cities basically coming together to put on one heck of a firework display. That's Hattiesburg and Puddle joining forces there. What's the name of the river there, Andrea? It's the Leaf River. The Leaf River. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. And then sort of the battle of, but not the battle of your fireworks, the battle of but their fireworks. The bat, right. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's two shows. And really, I mean, anywhere that you sit in either park is a great view. Um, even if you're just in downtown, it's a great view to see both of them. Because um, there's some, some points of vantage that you can see them both going off. You know, they're, they're simultaneous. But depending on where you're sitting as to whether you can see both shows at the same time. So, um, so yeah, come early and get a good spot. <laughs> well, and I think this is good to note, too. This is on Monday night. So if you are within driving distance and you want extra fireworks within your holiday, you know, uh, time off, then, you know, you can hit up a couple of fireworks shows. And this can be one that's not, you know, right there on the 4th. So you can right. travel, come see something, and then you'll have the next day to celebrate as well. So, Andrea, I appreciate your time praying for good weather and low mosquitoes, but high fireworks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All righty. And then you got a lot going on, too, in Aberdeen. You've got Aber- Taste of Aberdeen. They call it a family reunion 2023 starting uh, June 30th. So that's coming up oh, in the next couple of days. you got a gospel show on July 1st. You've got a car truck show on July the 2nd. you got a talent show. And then, oh, let's not forget the spades tournament. The truck show's on the 1st. The truck show's on the 1st. Okay, gotcha. The truck show's on the 1st. The talent show's on the 2nd. The spades tournament. And the blues show is also on um, the first. They've got a lot going on. Let's just put Wait, it that they got way. A spades tournament. They've got a spades tournament. Would you be good at that? 
It would depend on the partner. But then again, that's that's spades. If you got a good partner, you really don't have to be all that great. Do you have to have a partner in spades? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. At least every way I've, every time I've ever played it. You have to have a partner. Well, that could be a lot of fun. Um, they've also got music. They've got Red, White, and Bulldog Blue on July the 4th. And they've got fireworks. So you've got fireworks at 8.30 on July the 2nd. And then you've got fireworks in Aberdeen at 8.45 on July the 4th. So if you want more details, you can hit up the Aberdeen um, Main Street Association, and they are going to be able to provide you all that information. If you're looking for something tomorrow night, you can go to the MississippiMainStreet.com slash calendar. You'll see there on the 29th of June, you still got some more installations of music outside. You got Sounds of Summer in Columbus. You got Sunset on the Square in, Her- in Hernando. And then you've got the third annual Cuds classic golf tournament that's happening in holly springs y'all if you're bored it's your own fault because there is plenty plenty going on around our downtowns and main streets and as we always say you can go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to see what's happening in your area but fireworks i was right you would have gotten excited about a firework uh whatever across the river huh oh yeah because i mean any red-blooded American male and some women my age. Uh, not me. Mm-mm. When it came time for the fireworks tents to start opening up, you started looking around the yard or in the shed or in a field or really wherever you could get your hands on, looking for a a good length of pipe to become a bazooka. Because then you could light the bottle rocket and put it in the end of the quote-unquote bazooka and aim it. Long time ago, my mom will tell the story of, I guess it used to be in the metro, what do you got, the Pearl River? Is that the Pearl River? They would shoot fireworks back and cro- back and forth, you know, back before anything was safety. And uh, they stopped going after a couple years when fireworks caught up to, technology sort of caught up to the length of said Riverbanks, but well, when you start shooting the mortar fireworks at other people, that gets really dangerous. But bottle rockets are bottle rockets until it's in your face. <laughs> That's just the mom and me. Stick with us; we got more for you coming up next. Positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find good things on YouTube. You can also watch Super Talk TV live on Ceasefire TV. If you got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which the weatherman's just telling you it's it's hot. It's super hot. It's the mercury's getting tired. It's so hot, like you can wear the weather. You walk outside and you just feel like you just put on an extra wet blanket of some kind, and it doesn't look like it's getting any better um, anytime soon. However, most of us wake up, though, every morning and think, oh, we're a day older. Imagine waking up in South Korea, right? Yep. And then you're a year or two years younger automatically. How does this happen? Well, I don't know. Rhino, how did this happen? So in traditional South Korean culture, it is established when you're born that you are one year old. So they don't have the zero. They don't have the zero. When you're born, you're one. And then the next time January 1st rolls around, you add one to that. So you're two. And then when your actual birthday rolls around, you add one to that. Oh, wow. You age fast. Right. Okay. But, but it only happens that first year. Okay. So you go from one go to from, three pretty quickly. Yeah. So you, you get out of the terrible twos pretty quickly, but I don't <laughs> think that's how it works. No. But the rest of the world, at least from my understanding, you start off at zero when you're born. And then every time around the sun, when you get back to your birthday, you just add one to that. Correct. Well, today in South Korea, they did away with the old numbering system and got on board with the rest of the world. So in official documentation, you've got some people that are now a year or two younger than they thought they were. Why stir the pot now? Really? Why? So is there any reason for the for the I mean, this is a drastic change for a lot of folks. I think it's just to to fall in line with the rest of the the way the world calculates it so that you don't have your birthday and then your Korean birthday. So they have probably a lot of systems and I'm just thinking like here in the U.S., your Social Security number, your all that stuff that's like tied to your birthday, your birthday, all this, and now we've bum fuzzled all of it, and like for a whole nation on a single day, it's just all different. Imagine being like a few months away from retiring, and now you have one to two more years before you can hit that. Imagine it being like almost I don't know what their legal drinking age is, but what if you plan a great trip for your twenty first birthday, but now you've got. A few years to wait now for that. Now you're only 19. Now you're only 19. There's very few scenarios where going backwards provides any benefit other than there's really none oh, you're right, on paper. If you're elderly, say you're 80-something, you're probably Octarian. pretty proud of being in your 80s. So if you're 81, but now all of a sudden with the stroke of a pen... Some dude in a suit says, nope, you're 79. Does that mean you have your 80th birthday again? I don't know. And then think of like poor Betty White. I mean, she was right there at 100 and didn't make it. Now, if you're like on 98, 99's door, we're going to back you up a little bit. You're going to have to hold off on the big shindig for your for your 100. I, I get wanting to be simplify things. 
I just feel like nobody invited me to the South Korean party. Nobody asked me my opinion. They don't ask me about politics here. They're probably not going to ask me about them in South Korea. Could we have not just started this with like the next generation? Did we have to like, you know, Oh, man, that'd be even crazy if you're keeping two sets of books for two different groups for two different ways to calculate their But you're going to have to go back. You know how many erasers you're going to have to use to go back and figure all of that out? I mean, it feels like maybe that could – I'm, I'm going to guess folks in South Korea have made it this long having two different birth dates, like the world's birthday and home, hometown birthday. And I feel like it was probably working for them. Until someone got the radical idea that it wasn't. And I don't know. I just can see. I don't remember my kids' birthdays now. Like, I have to do the whole, like, counting back, even my own. You start to think, am I 40? I'm no, not quite. 83, you know. And so now you throw in having to do extra math. Math is hard no matter where you are in the world. So it just seems It begs the question, though. Does that mean... Does that mean the entire country of South Korea are now time travelers? I don't know. Does it mean if every single person is at least a year younger, that would technically be time travel? Mm-hmm. With a stroke of a pen, they you know somebody just screws everything up. I mean, it's an age-old tale, right? It's just nobody has made me younger, <laughs> but I still feel so old. Now I'm just thinking, what's another not meaningless? Because I mean, your birthday means a lot especially to you mm-hmm. and every year it's your special day that you share with one 365th of the population is there another data point that we get assigned that you you would like to tweak or change like social security number everybody gets assigned a social security number i'm sure height and weight a lot of folks would jump on that data oh point. yeah but what if social security numbers were like license plates where you can get assigned one or pay a little extra and get a vanity social security number? I don't know. Well, you know, folks, you're, you don't get to choose your name. I mean, you can go back and change it, and a lot of people have. Like, we're not a lot of people, but I think it has trended more upwards in the last There are more years. than two people on the planet with the name Superman, so yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it happens. But I mean, if you think about things you're just given at birth that you just can't change, obviously your birth date is one of them. Your parents, unfortunately, is the other. And then, um, or not, maybe you, maybe you hit the jackpot. I said that so terribly. <laughs> and for some, um, your social security number, and then yeah, your but your name, like you have a name, like you can't not have a name to go on your birth certificate. Like there's unless you're Prince. Well. He had a name. Right. But, I mean, he, but he changed it. he went by it. a symbol. He went by – he chose – he went through the hoops of doing Although that. Although there is a big debate um, amongst his fan base over whether or not that symbol actually had a name. Because that symbol was called the love symbol multiple times in, in albums, in the booklet. I mean, he talked about it being the love symbol. So was his name love symbol? Or did he sign his name as the love symbol? We should phone a friend for P. Diddy or whatever his name is now, who's changed it so many times. Sean Puff P. Diddy Combs? Whatever. And then um, I don't know the rest, but he's had more, I guess, name changes. He's professional at this. But, I mean, I wonder if parent, if, if any parent has ever, like, regretted what they named their kid after 
right? Like, but you don't go back and change it. No. And even Josh from Laurel says Josh Josh Smith is the most common name on earth, but I wouldn't wouldn't change it. Most of us, if you don't like your name, you don't go through the you know of changing it, but you don't pass it down. Um, I can't think of the name and what it was, but I had a friend who's hated his dad for giving him who hated the name, but they kept passing down the family name. And I can't, I'll have to think of it. I'll text him. But so when they had a son. It's like they, pledging for a fraternity <laughs> or sorority. You, you hated going through it, but you're going to put somebody else through, through it. it. And so when he had a son, they were like, are you going to name your, you know, keep, and they were like, heck no, it ends here. Like, I hated my dad for naming me. What I, I don't, I can't remember now. Yeah, but if you got it going for that long, you missed the opportunity, the, the rare opportunity that, Usually it's only reserved for royalty to have large numbers after your name. This is true, but I don't know. I'm, I think there was like it just didn't roll off the tongue right. I think it was just setting your child up for a rough time, a rough time with it. But uh, but you don't you normally normal people don't change their names. Normal people just stick with it. They'll maybe pick up a nickname and then roll with it. I mean, obviously, if you get married, you change your last name or, or whatever it may be. But for the most part, you're just stuck with whatever your parents, um, whatever your parents gave you. Prince's real name is Prince. It is. Okay. So that was his. It's his first name, Prince. First name. What was his middle name? Uh, I think somebody actually sent in a screenshot. Yeah. Prince Rogers Nelson was his full name. Nelson. It doesn't. He doesn't. That doesn't fit. Prince Nelson. It's like his mom just saw visions and then she was like, Rogers. We'll just go with Rogers. Prince Rogers. Nelson. If you name your kid Prince, does that lessen the impact of having to full name them when they're in trouble? Because you're calling him a prince. Mm-hmm. Do you hate your name? Let us know. 601-879-4399. We got more coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget you can find us. We are on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. But on the C Spire text line, you guys are letting us know if you don't like your name. And I think that's fair. I mean, it was given to you. You didn't have an option. There was not a choice in the matter. You were given a name at birth, and some of you like it. Some of it, some of them are great. Some of them are eh. And then some of you, it just took a little while for you to grow into to appreciating whatever your parents were thinking whenever they chose your your name. I guess it Kina 
in Tupelo. Said it took uh, them a long time to like their name, but it's totally fine now. I think it's totally different, too, as being a middle school, high schooler, kind of growing up, depending on your name or how your initials and all that sort of flow or whatever nickname kids choose to give you based off your name versus when you become a grown adult you tend to appreciate things um, a little bit better jeff and macomb though says i got a friend whose mother hated her middle name so she didn't give any of her kids middle names so they just had two names i mean i guess there's no law that says thou shall have a middle name and it can cause contention in families on where how it all flows what it I'm trying to remember my presidential factoids of history. It was either Ulysses S. Grant or Harry S. Truman did not have a middle name. They just signed the S because it looked good in their signature. It's one of those two. I don't remember which one. Ashley from Amory said, of course I hate my name. That dang gone with the wind and my mom's love of it doesn't bother that much now that I've had it for, for 42 years. Which, ironically... Ashley is his middle name. Ah. George Ashley. What was that character? Wilkes was his last name. My youngest daughter did when I adopted her from Eleanor Marie to Ella Marie. You know, you do get the, I guess, the option with that. Mine is all family names. Sterling Spencer Lynn. I think, you know, there is a lot in the name. And if someone took, I think what's fun is when you have parents who, name their kids after something they liked like an artist or a musician or a character in a movie and then you grow up with this name and then then you realize like what what was it that sort of inspired well you were inspired by um, i was named after at the time a rookie of the year ryan samberg who now has he went on to have a great career and he's in the hall of fame so got lucky with that one pretty cool named for a hall of famer long before he was ever in the hall I was trying to find the name, like, senior, or I guess it would be more royal, trying to find out who has, like, the longest lineage, like, of names, but Google didn't get it right. But they did give me the longest personal name is 747 characters long, and it belongs to Hubert Blaine. It's the first and middle name, and it's, if you think Worcestershire sauce is a hard thing to say, pronounce, or write, it's something senior. And he was born August uh, 4th, 1914 in Germany, and he passed away in 97. But he's senior, so that means he passed that on. He did. Yep, he did. And so it was, um, he was a typesetter, and I think he enjoyed throwing people off. But when they had to spill out like names. He got paid by the character. He got paid a whole bunch (laughs) just to sign his own check. (laughs) So Hubert Blaine, though, I mean, that, that, that's a name worth passing down, but the wish of off something. I don't know. <laughs> That's the other fun thing about names is like Hubert. Hubert can sound, and I'm not, no offense to anybody if you're named Hubert, but it can sound a little funny when it's pronounced in English. But over in Europe, if you're close, the closer to French, you get the closer to pronunciation like the French, wouldn't it be something fancy like Hubert? Mm, Hubert. It's always better in French. Like it's always fun just to listen. They just to listen to them speak normal, uh, sort of. Thing. I'm convinced that's half of the strife between the French and the Germans is the French language sounds flowy and it's a little in the back of the throat, but it's it's definitely gussied up compared to German. 
which sounds like they need you're having an argument with a demon in your throat, mm-hmm. and you're describing something just as bucolic as the French were. Agreed. French sound like they need to sneeze. Germans sound like they have a loogie in their throat. That's pretty much how that comes down. And they all sound great whenever they're... I think they should just... You know, if you have somewhere where you have to call roll, you should just get the French or German or something like that just to just to do it for for the sake of doing it on how they say <laughs> they say the different names. Jay from the rest says, "I don't have a first name; it's just the initial J." And you know that's fine too. Your parents must have had a a reasoning behind that. You know, you do if, as parents though. You should sit and think about the name though, the initials, the name what that's going to mean i desperately whether or not it rhymes with other words i desperately wanted to name one of ours billy ann after my grandmother her name wasn't billy but they called her billy my husband was like we're gambling whether she's cute or not she looks like a billy goat it's gonna be awful for her for the rest of her life (laughs) i was like but it's a family name but i got nicks on that one but all right stick with us we got more for you coming up next you got the boys with sports talk from three to six Rano and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.